Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today. We appreciate you being here. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be kicking off a brand new series with one of my favorite speakers who also happens to be a friend and colleague, our Director of Education and Student Success here at the Speaker Lab. Of course, I'm talking about Eric Ream. He'll be joining us for the next five episodes to talk all about the power of the pipeline. Now, you know, there, there's no better person I can think of to really do a deep dive on this topic of the speaking pipeline other than Eric. You see, in the last five years, he's gone from dabbling in speaking on the side to now speaking full time and bringing in significant income doing so. And as you're going to hear him say in just a second, he credits a majority of his success to his speaking pipeline. Now, whether you have no idea what a speaking pipeline is or you already have one in place and you're just hoping to make it better, you're not going to want to miss these next five episodes. Now, today in part one, we're going to lay out the five stages of the speaking pipeline. We're going to spend a lot of time focusing specifically on stage one, which is the lead in. We're going to cover the four things that your CRM does for you, how to structure your follow-ups with leads, and the most common mistakes that speakers make in stage one that you absolutely want to avoid. Eric also gives a great tip near the end of the episode about how to word your final email to an event planner when they aren't getting back to you and you are ready to move on. It's a strategy that's worked really, really well for both of us over the years that you don't want to miss. All right, so much to cover here in this episode, so let's jump right into it. Here's part one of The Power of the Pipeline with Eric Green. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, my friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, joined once again by my friend and colleague, Mr. Eric Ream. Eric, uh, good to have you here. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Grant. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. I'm excited uh, about this new series we are kicking off. This is a brand new series that uh, I know you've been working on a lot with our elite students that's focused on one of the most important aspects to building a speaking business. We're going to be talking about the pipeline, right? Now, we are not plumbers here, but uh, Eric, I know that you've personally found that your pipeline development was one of the primary reasons behind your speaking success. Is Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Second, probably to meeting that you and uh, booked and paid to speak to really kind of get me going back in 2015, Grant. Once I really discovered the power of the pipeline, I can say that it's probably been the single greatest tool that I've employed in my business that's got me where I am right now and continues to allow my business to grow. So I can't tell you how fired up I am about this, this, these next you know, five episodes we're going to be talking about when it comes to the pipeline. 
and let's just be honest, like power of the pipeline is just fun to say. Like that just, that just sounds strong. That just sounds yeah, that was, I love it. Yeah. Power of the pipeline. All right. So let's jump in here. Let's get started. So first of all, we're going to start by talking about uh, big picture. We're going to talk about uh, a CRM. The CRM is basically the base of operations and CRM is a customer relation customer relationship management system that helps manage the pipeline, right? So this usually consists of some type of software program or tool that allows you to store contact information to capture speaking opportunities and to track your progress with each potential gig and event planner. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pipeline, we're going to talk about that in detail, but something's got to manage the pipeline and that's where the CRM comes in. And the CRM really will help you do four primary things. I think it's important for the speakers to understand because when you do get onto some of these software programs, they can have all kinds of bells and whistles, Grant. You just need to focus on really what the CRM's for. So really the CRM is going to do four primary things for you as a speaker. Number one, it's a place for you to capture your prospects and client contact information. Right? These are people that you're going to be contacting, you're going to be interacting with. You just need their information in one local uh, store, uh, platform. The next thing is it's going to allow you to capture contact history with the prospects and clients because at the end of the day, Grant, we got lives, right? So I may talk to you as a, a client on one day and we may not interact for three weeks. So I can go to my CRM and look and what was the last thing we talked about? What did we discuss? So this allows me to have that all in one place. Also, the CRM is what we're going to be talking about is the place for you to manage your pipeline. So as we discuss this pipeline and discuss how this works, it's going to be managed and operated on your CRM. And then finally, your CRM is going to help you evaluate your sales performance with the data that you can capture with it. So we've talked about this in previous uh, episodes when we talk about metrics of your business. But those metrics we talked about, Grant, in those previous episodes came from a CRM. So a CRM is going to help you track your performance. Yeah. And there's a lot of different CRMs in, in terms of just tools that you can choose from on the market. So uh, HubSpot, Pipedrive, Salesforce, uh, Act. Um, even if you do something simple like uh, like Excel, some type of a spreadsheet like that, or some type of Google spreadsheet or Trello, um, those aren't necessarily designed as specifically as CRMs. You could certainly use them that way though. Now, we recommend HubSpot. It's free. Uh, it can get you started. We have no affiliation or connection with them, but it's a, it's a solid tool that's free. So that may be a, a good place to check out. But the main thing is to select one and get started by plugging in uh, contacts into the software. And there's, again, there's pros and cons with all of them, but what you don't want to do is spend, you know, hours and hours and hours trying to overanalyze uh, and figure out, well, okay, which one's the perfect one for me? Which one do I need to use? So uh, again, pipe, uh, or, uh, excuse me, HubSpot is free. It's a solid one. It's the one that is probably the simplest one to get started with. Yeah. Awesome. School. So let's, I think, in order to get this thing going, Grant, uh, which by the way, I'm really excited just to do this. I can't tell you how fun this is because what's so great about this is that this is not theory, right? So we're talking, this is practical stuff we're talking about. So as we go through this, I'm going to give examples of things I'm doing right now in my own speaking business. So this is going to be fantastic. So I think in order to get started, we have to start by defining really what is a pipeline. Right. So the way I define a pipeline, a pipeline is made up of a series of planned activities, Grant, with contacts that could ultimately lead you to a booked event. So a pipeline is made is made up of a series of planned activities with contacts that could ultimately lead you to a booked event. Now, whenever we talk about like contacts there, let's kind of clarify what, what we mean by that, because I think sometimes um, that can be a little confusing of like who, who would be a contact in that pipeline. So this could be um, obviously people who are, or at an organization who are hosting an event, some type of an event planner. But this could also be, let's say, other other speakers that you may know and some of the referrals that they may be able to send you. This could even be people like 
friends and family. Maybe they don't necessarily have a, you know, if you were talking, let's, let's think back to, you know, Christmas and you were talking with someone, you're talking to crazy cousin Eddie and who found out you were a speaker and, and crazy cousin Eddie's like, actually our company puts on an event each year. And based on kind of what you were telling me, like you'd be a really cool fit for this. That'd be, I'd love to have, have you come speak at, at our event right now. Cousin Eddie may not be the one who's booking you, but he knows someone who is. So cousin Eddie would be someone that you would put in that CRM. So again, you can follow up on that. You can track that. So uh, it could be colleagues. It could be someone that you met at the grocery store. It could be a friend from church. It could be uh, any number of people, but anyone who has any type of connection to an event that is looking for a speaker, you want to put them in that pipeline. And again, like Eric said, you want to put it in that pipeline so you have a way to follow up with them, but also so, so you're not trying to carry it around in your head. Like there is, there is um, my wife and I did this recently, like a fun little exercise. If I were to ask you without looking at your phone right now, Eric, how many phone numbers do you remember? Mm. I mean, could you rattle off right now? Probably one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not me. And, and barely that one. I think I came up with like six um, yeah. that I could remember off the top of my head. And the reason is, is that we all have them in our phones. So you don't have to remember them, right? The point being that I know that that information, that that data is accessible elsewhere. And so it keeps me from having to retain it in my head. I don't have to think about all, like in all of both of our phones, we have hundreds of numbers that are in there. And I don't have to think about any of them because I know where they are. So the same thing is true with this. You don't have to try to think through like, oh, I need to remember to follow up with crazy, crazy cousin Eddie. Oh, and then I also met that event planner. And also I have that speaker friend who was going to introduce me to this person. And I also met, you know, like you don't have to keep track of all that. You have a place to put that information and then you can come back to it later. Yeah. By the way, that, that cousin for me is Tom. So that's crazy uncle Tom. So I'm <laughs> Tom's pretty sure listening be, right now. I'm pretty sure he won't be listening to this. So I can say that, but uh, the, the key with uh, the pipeline grant is this the backbone of your business because what the pipeline allows you to do, it's such a beautiful tool because it allows you to go do life and then come back and tell you exactly what you need to do next. Yep. And that's what we're about to share with you guys. So buckle up. It's going to be fantastic. Grant, what are the stages of the pipeline? So there are five stages to a pipeline. And we are going to be giving you just the first stage, or we'll give you the high-level overview, but we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we're going to break these down one at a time in, in individual episodes. So the first stage is the lead-in, right? So th at this point, you've got maybe maybe a 10% probability of booking this gig, right? But you have, you have a contact, you have an event, you have something to go off of. The second, the second stage is where you actually make the contact, right? So you've reached out, you've started some type of conversation with them via email. Uh, at this point, maybe you, your, your percentage likelihood or, or chance of getting that gig increases to let's say 30%, right? Uh, the following stage, stage number three, is going to be the phone meeting. The phone meeting. At this point, it's maybe 50-50 uh, that you're, there's a chance you're going to get this. You've, you have corresponded with them maybe via email or text or through some other form of medium. And at this point, they've expressed enough interest that you're on the phone with them. You're talking through the event, the details, how you might be able to help them. Uh, and so you're, you're on the phone with them at that point. The fourth stage is the proposal stage. So this is the point where you've had the conversation, they're interested, send us some more information, or we're going to meet about it, or give us a minute to think about this or talk about it. There's some level of, of interest there on, on their side. Uh, and so at this point, you've got, let's say, even an 80% probability. And then the fifth and final stage is what we would call the contract negotiations. Now, at this point, they have met, they've talked, they're interested, they come back to you, and maybe you're even like, hey, we're interested, but um, you know, here's our budget, or here's what we got to work with, or um, 
you know, instead of doing this talk, can you do that talk, right? So you're just kind of ironing, ironing out some of the details there. So those are the five stages. And like we said, we are going to be doing individual episodes on each one of these stages. So you want to make sure that you tune in for the entire series here that we are going to be digging into. But the, the first stage, the, the, the main element of this lead-in stage uh, is just the or main element of the pipeline at the beginning is this lead-in stage. So can you give us a, a, a view here, Eric, on the, the lead-in stage and what goes into that? Oh, yes, Grant. And as we're about, as I'm talking about this, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. Am I a geek or what? This is so cool because I know what the audience is about to hear. This is cool. Okay. So the lead-in stage, here's what you got to remember about the lead-in stage. This is a high failure stage, Grant. All right. This is a 10% probability of winning the gig at this point. So expect to fail a lot. It's, you know, sometimes I'll see, I'll see speakers, right. Or they'll tell me like, Oh, I, I reached out to 30 people and they, uh, none of them got back with me. This isn't going to work. Well, that's just part of building a business in any business. So when you're doing a lead in that you're, all you're doing is you're just putting the fillers out. You're just even seeing if this person's even interested in chatting with you for whatever reason. Right? So just remember that this is all this is, is initial conversation. That is it. And expect a high failure rate in the lead in stage. So I think Grant, we probably should uh, identify really what is a lead. So how would you identify that? Yeah. So a lead is anyone that is a decision maker on an event and has the potential to connect you with a de decision maker for an event, right? So again, like we were talking about earlier, if you're if you uh, were talking with crazy cousin Eddie, ultimately cousin Eddie is not the one that may be hiring you, but cousin Eddie may be connected with someone who is. That's the person that you want to talk to. That's the person that you need. And Eddie to introduce you to. So that's the lead. That's the person that ultimately, again, is a decision maker or has the potential to connect you with the decision maker of an event. Awesome. So let's talk about where you're going to get some of these leads. Okay. First of all, the speaker lab. So when you come into the elite program, one of the things that we offer as part of the program is we actually give you leads like 50 or 75 leads that we're just going to literally based on what, who you want to speak to, you're the, the type of events you want to speak at. We give you those leads to start with. So that's one. Another one is just the internet itself. You yourself going, and we talked about that at a previous episode and goal setting where you may, maybe you want to identify 25 uh, conferences that you think you want to speak at. And so you go find those conferences, you go and you do the research and you find someone that's a, a contact that's associated with that conference. And you're going to reach out to that person. Another one is your existing network. Now, Grant, this is where I built my business from as I started to think about who are the people that I know that are professionals, people that, you know, they, 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 they're knocking out of the park professionally. They're doing a great job whether they're lawyers, they're real estate agents. And I want to reach out to them and start talking to them about, Hey, where do you go to get more information? Where do you go to learn? What conferences do you attend? And so I started reaching out to folks like that. So that's another area to lead in source. Another one is existing gigs. And so we've talked about this in previous episodes too. And you've talked about this with other folks, Grant, when you actually get the chance to speak, well, there's going to be people in that audience that's going to come up to you and they're going to say, hey, I really enjoyed that. And you're going to say, great. Um, tell me about uh, what you do and tell me about some conferences that you attend or maybe some training events that you attend. And so you're going to get that person's contact information. So after each event, I will take that information from folks I talk to in the audience and I will put those into my pipeline. And then you also have like speaker bureaus and referrals. Now, I would say, Grant, probably 95% of my business comes from existing gigs. About 5% of my business comes from referrals and speaker bureaus. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is these are all potential resources that you're going to go to to get your leads. Now, I want to piggyback on something there um, on like the existing gigs thing that you mentioned is, uh, I don't know if you had a chance. Did you see the email that I forwarded to you this morning? 
Uh, not yet. No. Okay. So there was a, a student who emailed me who's in, who's in uh, one of our programs and emailed and said, Hey, uh, I took some of the advice that you guys had given us in terms of uh, how to use the gigs that you're speaking at to generate referrals and business out of that. Uh, mm -hmm. And he said, I, I followed it. It's like, it went amazing. I think he said he had 20, uh, emails like the following day, like multiple people who are interested. Uh, he's like, why didn't I think of this? And he's like, just following kind of some of the simple systems that we were teaching inside the elite program. Uh, he said was, was like, that was that alone was just a, a game changer for him. So let's dig in here. Awesome. Um, uh, all right. So once you have like, who, or you know who some of those leads are, you found some of those leads, how do you start to work uh, through stage one of the pipeline? So first up here is you want to set up your CRM. Again, this is that software tool we talked about. You want to set it up to mirror the five stages that we mentioned. So every CRM should have some type of pipeline function to it. And so if, if you're not clear on exactly how to do that, then you can certainly like consult the, the help information uh, on how to set that up. But basically, again, if you have these five stages, the lead in, the contact made, the phone meeting, the proposal, the contract negotiations, you need a way to be able to move people through that within the software, within the CRM. So for example, if you're thinking, think about like a simple spreadsheet. It's more than just having a list of contacts, a list of leads there on your spreadsheet. You need a way to identify where those leads are at within the pipeline. So each column could be a different stage of the pipeline, so to speak. But you need a way to be able to identify that and be able to move people through those stages. Right. So then once you've got the CRM set up, Grant, and uh, now you've got the mirror of the five stages, now what you want to do is you want to start taking those leads, those people that you've put in there in your uh, CRM. And usually what happens is there's a place in there you can put in their contact, contact information. Then what you want to do is you want to associate them as a potential gig, right? And with whatever the organization is. So I'm, I might put down, let's say that I meet you, Grant, and you know, you're with uh, company ABC. And then what I'll do is I'll just put that in the lead in stage. And I'll just put company ABC uh, keynote uh, 2020, something like that. And then that I put that in the lead in stage. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all those contacts, the people that uh, are associated to a potential gig like you, for instance, and I'm going to put them in the lead in stage. Now, again, this is meant for contacts that you want to initially reach out to, meaning that, Grant, I haven't reached out to you officially yet. I need to start the process. So I'm going to put you in the lead in stage. So that's how you start it out, uh, getting them all in that first stage. Hey friends, do you know what the five stages of a great speaking pipeline are? If not, listen up, because when you master these five stages, every lead that you get will have the best possible chance of turning into a paid gig. Now, whether you're just getting started or you've been a speaker for a while, the key to success in professional speaking is having a flexible, predictable system for finding, managing, and booking gigs. That's why my team and I have created a brand new program to walk you through step-by-step all five stages of the speaking pipeline. We demystify the process for finding gigs, we clarify the steps necessary to turn a cold lead into a book gig, and we lay out a complete system for lead management no matter where you are in your speaking journey. To learn more and to access this comprehensive tool to mastering your speaking pipeline, check out thespeakerlab.com slash pipeline. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash pipeline. 
So again, from there, then you want to reach out to the prospect through email or through a phone call. So we recommend uh, an email as that's the most professional first step. And the, the key here is to keep the email simple and to the point. Now we're going to, again, we're going to go through the whole process of where you're going to send this uh, in, in a later stage where the initial email, the two follow-up emails, a closing email, but let's start with this initial email, right? So you want to do your research before you send this email. You want to mention the, a specific event in the email. So it's not just, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in speaking sometime. So if you think of anything or if you've got anything in mind, let me know. You want to talk about something specific. All right. So again, this is where you, you should have done your research. Now your email should have the following major parts to it. So you want to have your name in it. Obviously you want to mention that the event that you're interested in participating in. Uh, if it's a warm lead, someone referred you to this person, you want to reference that person and potentially even copy them uh, on the email there. So uh, ideally what's great, as if that person can make the introduction for you, right? So if, if Eric says, hey, Grant, I have a, a great lead for you. If Eric can email that lead and say, uh, hey, I want to introduce you to my friend Grant. Grant would be a great fit for your event. That's going to be a lot more valuable than uh, me even emailing that lead directly and saying, yeah. Eric told me to contact you, right? Now, that's I think, fine. I think, it's, uh, I think it's important, Grant, to remember, too, that don't wait for that person either, yeah. right? And don't use that as an excuse of not to contact them. So that person, if they said they would introduce you and they never do, Yep. then you can go ahead and start the process. Totally, 100%. And uh, the email, you should also mention your desire to speak at the, at the event, speak to the event planner, or even ask for a referral to the appropriate person who is planning the event. Sometimes when you're sending that initial email, you're not entirely sure if the person you're contacting is the decision maker or not. So you can also ask, you know, if they are not the decision maker, if they can, uh, if they can let you know who is so that you can follow up with them. Uh, you can reference your website for more information. You can even put the, your, your website just even in your signature line right at the bottom. So you don't uh, like think about if, 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 if you got an email today from someone that you didn't know uh, and you're interested in at least learning a little bit more about who this person was, you're probably going to look in the signature line to see if their, their uh, address is there or their URL is there. Uh, and then you're also going to check and see maybe their name of their, the domain of their email address. Is it just a Gmail address or is it a Hotmail address or is it, or is it something like, you know, grantbaldwin.com where, okay, you don't have to tell me, I'm probably going to actually go to that site anyway and do a little bit more research and homework there. Uh, and then also, um, uh, give like what the next step would be. This is a mistake that some speakers make is that they, uh, they send an email and they just kind of like, all right, so if you need a speaker someday, I hope you think of me. Like you don't want to do that. Okay. You want to be able to, to have some type of next action item for them. Now, a simple thing that I like to ask is, uh, do you mind me asking when you'll start reviewing speakers for this upcoming event that you referenced, right? So that way I know what their next decision point is. So it's not, um, it's not just again, Hey, I hope you think of me someday, but I'm saying uh, a specific thing that's easy for them to reply to. Now, once you send that initial email, what's, what's the process from there? Cause again, Eric, this is the mistake that speakers make is like, all right, I sent the email. I left the ball in their court, washed my hands of it. Now I'm, I'm done. I did my part. Well, yeah. but there's something more that needs to happen from there. Right. And this is when the system starts to get exciting, Grant. This is what's so cool about the pipeline. So what we're describing people for you. People can't see you, but you're, you're giddy right now. Oh, you're, you, you don't even know, man. I am so <laughs> excited because I know how important this is. I know how right. this is a game changer, right? So the, what Grant's describing is a start of a four email process. So he just did email number one, which is the initial email. Now what you want to do is you want to prepare yourself for email number two. So once the initial email is sent, then you start the follow-up process and you're going to move to the follow-up email. In your CRM grant, what you want to do is you're going to set up a reminder to circle back around with that contact in two weeks, right? 
And then you just forget about it. That's what's so great about the system. You move mm -hmm. on and you're doing other things. And then suddenly two weeks happens and then you open up your CRM and right in front of you, your CRM is notifying you. It's time to contact this person. The two weeks has, has started. The reason why we recommend two weeks, it gives you a chance, number one, to allow the person because they've got lives too. You don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they just got back from vacation. They might be digging out. You don't know what's going on, but you do want to follow up. You don't want to be annoying, but you do want to have a follow-up uh, process, a rhythm to it. So at that two-week mark, your CRM will trigger you. It's time to follow up. So you follow up with another email. Again, here's the major elements. Number one, remind them who you are. Your names needs to be in there. Reference the first email, okay? So remind them, hey, I'm just following up from the previous email that I sent you before. If it's a warm lead, reference that person again. You don't have to courtesy copy them now, right? You've already established that this person ref referred you, right? And if they want to contact that person, they can. But reference that person again if it's a warm lead. Again, tell them your desire to participate in the event. Now, this may seem redundant, but you got to remember, they've got stuff going on. They may need to be reminded, okay, now who is this person again? Ask them if they're the right person to connect with or if there's someone else. That's definitely professional and it's appropriate to do that. So you want to ask them, are you the right person or is there someone I need to connect with? Then this is when you do this for the first time. I, you want to give them some dates and times for a quick chat, right? This is a difference maker grant because now what I've done is I followed up with you again and I want to see whether or not you're serious. I say, Grant, if you're open to it, I'd love to chat with you for a few minutes to talk about how I might be a fit and talk about maybe some options. Here are a few dates and times I have open, which works best for you. It's amazing. Human dynamics. <clears throat> I, this is what I focus in on, Grant. I speak a lot on human dynamics. And what I know about human dynamics is that people will live up to your expectations. So if you send out an expectation that you want to meet with them, a lot of people, a lot of times they will live up to that expectation and they will meet that expectation by picking a date. Now, if they're not interested, they'll just blow you off. And that will happen a lot. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So list three possible time slots and open times that you have in the next two weeks. So an example of that might be something like, hey, Grant, this is Eric. I reached out to you a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm interested in your annual meeting that's coming up. Barbara, um, uh, one of your colleagues, she heard me speak a few weeks ago and she thought uh, you would be a good person to reach out to. Hey, if you're open to it, I, I have these dates and times open for a quick chat. Do any of these work good for you? And I appreciate your consideration. And I just give my name, Eric Ream. And then what I do is I put it back in my CRM and then we go to email number three and Grant, what would that look like? So email number three is another follow-up and should, should occur uh, two weeks after that. So let's kind of map this out here. So you send, uh, let's say email one on the first of the month. Okay. The initial email. Okay. Then two weeks later, you're sending another follow-up email. Okay. So at this point, let's say we're on the 14th or 15th of the month. Okay. Now we're going to wait another two weeks and we're going to then follow up. So we're looking at again, maybe the end of the month at this point. Okay. The point here is we want to space it out. We don't want to be pestering someone. You don't want to send all three of those emails within the matter of a couple of days. I, I remember a couple of days or um, a couple of years ago, there was a guy who reached out to me and uh, I think you're I like where this is going. I like yeah, where it's going. Uh, he, he reached out to me and I was actually intrigued. Uh, um, it was like maybe a mutual friend or something. Uh, and I was planning on following up with him. The day was busy or something. So the next day he sends basically a, um, uh, I, I took it as a snarky email of like, Hey, you didn't respond to me yesterday, you know, type, type email. And I was like, huh? Okay. So then he sends me another one the next day. And then this goes on for like four or five days, like every day. Did you get my email? Did you get my email? Did you get my email? And like before it began with, Oh yeah, I'm actually intrigued in talking to this guy to like, 
this guy is a complete jerk. Like I hate this dude, right? And it just left <laughs> such a horrible taste in my mouth uh, because of how like how annoying and, and much of a pain he was. So this is where like, again, if he had sent that initial email and I'd forgot to follow up and then like a couple weeks later he emails me and I don't say anything and then a couple weeks later he follows up with me, that's fine. That's totally reasonable because like you said, you have no idea what's happening on the other end of the email. Life is happening. And so you, you're just kind of like just a gentle nudge of, Hey, just wanted to ping this to the top of your radar again. Uh, and I would love to connect with you. So again, you're doing this with the CRM. This is the, this is the key part is you're not trying to remember. Okay. I sent an email to, to Tom and I need to remember that in two weeks, boy, don't forget two weeks from now, I need to remember to email Tom. You're not going to remember two weeks from now to email Tom. If you had a conversation with someone, you're, you're not going to remember what the point of that conversation was or the details that were discussed. So, and multiply this by multiple leads that you're following up with. Okay. I need to follow up with Tom next Tuesday and I need to follow up with Sally next Wednesday. You're not going to remember any of that. So this is why having a system out of sight, out of mind. So again, set the reminder in your CRM to circle back with that, that prospect. Now, when the CRM notifies you, it's time to reach out to that prospect. You're going to do uh, email three. So this is going to, again, include your, your name. Uh, again, can reiterate your desire to participate in the event. Uh, and one of the things you can do here is I like to, when I'm sending follow-up emails, is I like to reply to the original email that I sent. Because they may say, okay, this name sounds somewhat familiar and I kind of remember this, but I've, you know, I've slept since then and I've had a lot of emails since then. Uh, so I like to reply to that so they can kind of skim through and get caught up on, on kind of where we were at. Uh, and then also provide a, a refresh list of dates and times for a quick call. So obviously at this point, the, the dates and times that you would have provided in the second email have all passed, have all expired. And so now you're providing them some, some fresh emails or some fresh dates and times of what that could look like. So again, uh, I would just, uh, I would reply to the original email. Um, hey, John, I know that you're busy. I don't want to be a bother, but uh, I still just wanted to, uh, uh, in case this fell through the cracks, I wanted to follow up with you about uh, XYZ event happening in, you know, XYZ date. Uh, I would love to chat with you. Are you available at any of these times? You know, here's a couple of times uh, and leave it like that. So again, just again, keeping it top of mind, this follow-up is so critically important. Now, again, it'd be easy for people to say, well, I, you know, I, I emailed them once and they didn't reply or they emailed me. I even emailed them twice and they didn't reply. So there's zero chance that they're interested. But again, you have no clue what's happening on the other end. They may be very interested and for whatever reason, they just haven't responded to your email. So that's why, again, you send that third one. Uh, and then ultimately, again, you're going to send one more here uh, that Eric, tell us about. All right, so this is email number four. And by the way, I want to reiterate, this isn't theory. This is exactly what we teach folks to do. This is what I do on a regular basis and I've achieved success with it, right? So now this is email number four. At this time now, we've gone through a few weeks. This is the final email. Now, if you're sending out cold email, folks, if these are cold calls, these are cold uh, reach, people you're reaching out to, expect to get to this a lot, all right? This is going to be common. Don't worry about it. This is a process you're going through. And if you understand it's a process, the numbers will eventually come in your favor. So in email number four, you're going to set a reminder in your CRM to circle back in two weeks after you send out that third email. When your CRM notifies you, it's time to reach out to that prospect with email number four. Here's what you want to put in. Number one, your name. Number two, the desire to participate in that specific event. And then here's the magic move. I put You put in there, I don't want to bother you, right? Because you want to say, hey, listen, I'm a professional, you're a professional, I don't want to bother you. And let them know that this is going to be your last email. So they know this is it, okay? The reason why that's important 
is if that person is truly not interested, you've just given them an out, all right, and, and they know this at last email and you're just gonna move on. However, if they were interested, and a lot of times, it's funny how event planners think, for although they're thinking, well, I'm not even thinking about this event for another four weeks, I don't need mm -hmm. to talk to this guy yet. I'll talk to him when I'm ready. But if they get an email from you and say, hey, this is it, I'm moving on, and they actually are interested, it will trigger them to write you and say, no, I am interested. And Grant, I've had this happen before many times. Yeah. And they'll say, I am interested. Timing just wasn't right. How about you get back with me uh, in three weeks, right? Now they've given me an indicator, right? So I've given that opportunity. So here's what that email may look like. Uh, hey, Grant, this is Eric. As you remember, I, uh, I sent you a few emails. I'm really excited about your annual meeting. I, I'm, I do have interest to participate in that. However, I know you're busy and I don't want to bother you. So I just want to let you know that this is the last email I'm going to send you. So if I don't hear back from you, I'm just going to assume you're not interested and I won't be, uh, I won't be bothering you in the future. But if there is some interest, I'd love to chat with you. Uh, here's how you can reach me, something like that. And then I send that email and then I set a reminder to, to uh, close it out in two weeks. So Grant, what would that look like? Yeah, and one of the things in that that uh, that last email to them, I always refer to this as the ball in your court email, right? Mm. I'm gonna leave the ball in your court. If you'd like to chat more, um, I'd love to talk to you. If not, I totally understand. So again, it just puts the impetus back on them that, hey, I'd love to chat with you, but I also don't wanna be a pain and I don't wanna be annoying. And again, like you said, a lot of times that triggers people like, oh crap, I have been meaning to follow up with this person. I just haven't for whatever reason. And this is kind of the, the last call, the... Uh, the train is leaving the station, so you better you better email me back. Uh, so then you mentioned the last part of it is to actually close out the gig. So you want to set a, a trigger again in the CRM. Again, this goes back to what we've been saying is this is out of sight, out of mind. And this is the, just the reminder of like, okay, you emailed them, you emailed them, you emailed them, you emailed them a fourth time. You haven't heard back. All right, let's close it out. So after another couple, after another two weeks, then you want the CRM to notify you to close out the gig if you haven't heard back from the contact. All right. So let's recap here. So you send four emails. It's basically an eight-week process. Email one is that initial email. The clock starts then for two weeks from now. Okay. So then you email two is that first follow-up email. Then again, you're going to wait another two weeks. Then email three is that second follow-up email, okay? And again, you can keep replying to each of these emails previously. Uh, and then wait another two weeks. Uh, number four is going to be that final email, okay? Here's the last call. Here's the ball in your court email. Uh, and then at that point, then you would, would, uh, would close that out. Now, in the midst of all of that, ideally, we don't want to have to close out a gig. We want to talk to someone. So let's say, Eric, at some point in the process, someone actually responds. We start the process. We start Ooh. talking to someone. What Ooh. happens at that point? That's when the pipeline gets better, man. It's Come on when now. now, if the contact responds at any time in those emails, guess what you do, Grant? You move them to the next stage, which is the contact made stage, which we're going to be talking about in the next episode. So we're going to really teach that in detail. When they finally get back to you, how do you manage it, right? And so we're going to talk about the next one. But the main thing is, remember, the goal of this stage grant is to get them to respond. That's all you're looking for. That's right. it. If you can get them to respond, that's a win. Let's move them to the contact made stage and stay tuned because in the next episode, we're going to talk about that in detail. All right, so let's wrap up here, a little summary. So again, the five stages, again, big picture uh, in the pipeline. One is lead in, which again, that's where we spent the bulk of the time today. Next episode, we're gonna be talking about the contact made, all right? So you've made contact with them. What happens from that point? Uh, from there, stage three is gonna be the phone meeting. Stage four is gonna be the proposal. 
And then stage five is going to be the contract negotiation. Now, remember this whole process, again, I know it, it may sound confusing. It may sound overwhelming. You're creating a system that this runs through. So you're not trying to keep it all in your head. You're not trying to, you know, scribble down a bunch of post-it notes and hopefully you keep it all straight. Uh, this is all managed within a CRM. You have to have that CRM. Now, again, going back to that first stage, the lead in. So we've discussed again, the goal here is to make the initial introduction to get the contact to respond. That's the goal is to get them to respond. Remember, it's a series of four emails over an eight-week time frame. So this is not four emails over the course of four days or 72 hours. Don't do that. Don't make that mistake. Uh, and you'll hear, you'll, you'll either hear back from the contact at, at which time you move them to the contact made stage, or you won't hear anything and you can simply close it out as lost. And, and one other caveat to that is for some events, I remember there's some events that I would follow up with year after year after year. And so if you know that uh, the, that event typically reviews speakers in October, uh, and you followed up with them, followed up with them, followed up with them and just didn't hear anything back, but you know, all right, there's a good chance they may be reviewing speakers for next October. You can certainly again, adjust your CRM to remind you next October to follow up with them. You're not going to think about it for the next year, but whenever October hits to be like, Oh dang, I forgot about that. I, I should follow up with that one. So again, you can, you can go about it that way as well. So really, Grant, to close this thing out, here's what I would say. Number one is, main thing is just trust the system, right? The system works. I know it works. I'm a full-time professional speaker. Uh, I live a fantastic lifestyle as a professional speaker using this system. So Grant, I know it works. Uh, don't take it personal uh, when people blow you off. Um, and it, it, you're going to have a high failure stage. In fact, this is uh, where speakers get weeded out. Because if they start freaking out at this stage, then maybe they're not cut for it because that's a, there's a high failure in this. So don't, don't freak out. Don't take it personal. If you send out 20 emails and hear back from nothing, nobody, don't worry about it. Here's what you need to remember. Keep plugging away, Grant, and eventually the right people will respond and you'll be on your way, right? And that's the beauty of this. The right people are going to respond. You're going to click with someone, but you have to continue to send the emails out. So just trust the system and you'll be fine. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.